When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. No Canty, no Carlin. Peter Burns and Randy Scott here on ESPN Radio for Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Always hit us up, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. In case you missed it, the Warriors just absolutely spanked the Lakers last night over in Game 2. Clay Thompson was incredible. Had, I think, 438 three-pointers made. That might be a slight exaggeration, but it wasn't <laughs> that far away. Uh, as far as Anthony Davis, the other uh, Robin to the Batman, that is um, uh, LeBron James. I got to ask this in his post game presser, Anthony Davis, what changed from game one to game two? Take a listen. I took all the same shots I took in game one. Uh, you know, just missed them. Um, elbow jumpers, uh, pocket passes to, to the floater, same exact looks. Uh, didn't shoot no shot that I didn't shoot in game one. Uh, just missed them. Um, that's all. 19 shots he took in the opener, nailed 11 of them. Only had 11 shots last night. Now, how much of that was Anthony Davis not showing up? How much of that was Steve Kerr making the adjustment with Michael Green in the starting lineup and Draymond Dean him up? Where are you standing, Randy? Uh, you know, that was, uh, I want to give some credit to Draymond Green. You know, we had Ramona Shelburne on earlier in the show, and you know, she talked about the defensive. Um, the intensity that gets boosted when Draymond is the primary defender, and that includes on on Anthony Davis. And Draymond's given up size there. The problem is Anthony Davis doesn't play to his size. Anthony Davis is a, is a spot up mm-hmm. jump shot shooter more than he is attack uh, attack the rim big man at times in stretches. That's the mindset that you know we've heard people criticize in light of another down performance in this up and down postseason that Anthony Davis has had. That's the maddening part is once you show what your personal ceiling is. In the postseason, we come to expect it. We come to expect you to ch- at least deliver, you know, a higher floor. And the problem with with Davis is his floor is down in the teens, and those are games that the Lakers largely lose in these playoffs. They had one win against Memphis where Davis had a down individual performance, but Draymond held Davis to one of five shooting when contesting his shot in Game Two. The majority of that was in the first half. Yeah. Now, if you watch this game. Uh, which you know, you and I weren't able to see every minute of it, but if you watched it, you got the sense. You know, LeBron goes for twenty-one in the first half, and Davis was deferential. Some of that at this point in LeBron's career, he picks his spots. He he is he is no longer a forty-eight minute defensive. When am I guy. expending the fuel? Yes. Absolutely, and yes. you know what? So is Steph Curry, to be honest. So if you and you you had a great point earlier in the show, you said, "Hey, this really is a series of Robins. Whose Robin steps up more consistently? Whose Robin has a higher floor?" And we've seen it with Clay Thompson more than we have with Anthony Davis. For as transcendent as AD can be, Thompson's more consistent. That's going to play out in the long run in this series. Stephen A. Smith, uh, earlier today on First Take, he had, uh, believe it or not, rare Stephen A. to ever get outside of his shell and show a little personality. He had an opinion on it. Enough's enough. You can't sit up there and play like that. This is not about the Lakers losing game two. This is about his performance, which was, I mean, a flagrant dereliction of duty. 
This brother didn't show up at all. And he left Anthony, he left LeBron James hanging. You're the Los Angeles Lakers. You Laker Nation. You want to win this series. You got to call this brother out because he's too great. Anthony Davis, you are too great. In your sleep, you can score 11 points. In your sleep. That's how great you are. We know how great you are. There's only two reasons that Anthony Davis doesn't play the way he's supposed to play. He's hurt and unavailable or he's disinterested. Last night, he looked disinterested. He looked apathetic. He looked indifferent. For all of you out there, look the damn de- the definition of the word up. Wendy, Molly, and Pent and KP knows it. It was an atrocious performance. You left LeBron James hanging. And if you are the Laker Nation, you got to call them out. You got to make sure they understand when the purple and gold comes with a different responsibility. You can't show up like that. You do that again, we going to be all up in you. It's hilarious when I hear this, Randy, because I sit there and go, Stephen A's not not necessarily wrong, right? Like when like where was Anthony Davis? But at some point, where do you give the credit? I think the entire series is based on not about who didn't show up, but who did. And it's the flip side of this. It's Steve Kerr making those adjustments. It's Draymond playing like Bruce Bowen in his prime when he was with the San Antonio Spurs and locking people down, right? And I I think that's part of the issue that we get with some of these polarized athletes and even the polarized commentary about these guys is the fact that this is not uh, Anthony Davis showing up and be like, I mean, I got my money. The check cleared. This is LeBron's game. I'm going to take it off. Does anybody in the world believe that happened? Absolutely not. I'd like. I'd love for him to say that to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. What is he going to say? Yeah, you're right. I just decided to take the day off. That's not the case. Like he ran into a buzzsaw, which is the Warriors. Which, by the way, a pretty darn good basketball team. Stephen A. watches these games. He watches the film of these games. Like the amount that he invests in digesting this part of the NBA season is is legitimate. He's he's seen more tape than I have, but I've also seen just coming off of last night the frustration on the sideline from AD. Like there there wasn't the 1000-yard stare. There wasn't, you know, maybe maybe late in the fourth quarter when this thing was a laugher, but yeah, there, it was there, over by then. There, right. there, yeah, there, there we I've seen and you have too Peter. Anthony Davis can check out of games. What I saw last night was frustration. I saw him slapping the bench. I saw him jawing with teammates. Like he was you to me, you can't be disconnected, disinterested, and also frustrated at the same time. Those two don't, those two don't jive with each other. They're in Congress. So he was ineffective. He was he was uh, deferential on the offensive end, taking eleven shots compared to nineteen in game one. You know, playing thirty three minutes, only having you know ha- half of your rebound total. Like those are effort plays. So I see where Stephen A is getting at there. But I saw a Golden State team that made adjustments. Fueled by you know Kevon Looney's illness, where they had to roll Jamichael Green into the into the starting lineup, and I saw the Lakers' inability to adjust to it. That's you know Le- LeBron can't have two points in the second half, and and your team expect to compete. It's just it's not going to happen. I, I saw a team that's tired, Randy. I, I I saw a team that since the trade deadline had to fight tooth and nail to even get into the playoff, to even get into some type of play-in, to even get past the first round. I saw a team that frankly reminded me a lot of LeBron James this season. Very extremely talented on certain nights, but certain nights there's not enough gas left in that tank. And that's what's going to happen. I think that's the reason why coaching does matter in this league. Right, like uh, yeah. how often do oh, we yeah. say as normal sports fans, we go, well, the NBA is just a bunch of paid babysitters. These coaches, right? How much <sighs> adjustments? Tell Steve Kerr oh. that. 
Steve Kerr, that may be true for some some places, but I think that that the reason that cuts through and the reason why Steve Kerr is a Hall of Fame coach is he does make those adjustments. He found a way to make that work. And I think the brilliance of it was maybe not necessarily a lineup because of of Looney being uh, uh, under the weather and him having to go to Jermichael Green, but more importantly, it was the pace in which they made the Lakers play at. It was a, I'm going to make you and I'm going to straight line you all night long. We're going to go, we're going to blitz you, and if you're not ready for it, when you're not ready for it. LeBron tried to basically, you know, hold that off as long as he could, but everybody else they had an answer for. It was we're going to let LeBron have his and we're going to throw it and at some point you're going to tire out. And at some point this is a older team that's been held together with duct tape and bailing wire and the Warriors are to a certain extent but this fits perfectly with what the Golden State Warriors want to do right now. And they got them right in the honey hole. I think we're going to see that game one was an aberration. That Golden State is going to continue to play its game, to your point. And the Lakers can't run at that pace. They can't sustain it. Anthony Davis is going to play 44 minutes a night. And LeBron's not going to play 40 a night. Like The the the, the cost, the wear and tear on that through, through the mm. course of a series... Is, is just not going to point in Los Angeles' favor. What does help, though, these next two games in L.A., and that's where Golden State has struggled this season, didn't beat them in Los Angeles all season, lost both those games, and they're 11-30 and 30 away from the Chase Center. This That is a big enough of a sample size, too big to ignore, to be sure, and mm-hmm. it's something that is going to lend itself to at least one Laker win. So I think they come back to San Francisco tied at two games apiece. I'm sad to a certain extent. And and not because I'm a Lakers fan, but I'm sad because I love to watch greatness. And I love and I learned the lesson whenever watching Tiger Woods over the last couple of years that I failed to look at every single tournament as if it was going to be his last tournament. I don't know if we'll ever see Tiger Woods play another round of competitive golf. Mm-hmm. Right? Just gave up his caddy to Patrick Cantlay. He said he's probably going to be out for at least a year with this last surgery. And so, like every time Tiger was teeing it up since he kind of made his comebacks, I, I tried to embrace every single round. Like, man, this might be the last time I see it. And it's coming to the conclusion that that's how I need to approach every single one of LeBron James's games going forward. And the fact of like, I'm never going to get this version of LeBron James. That first quarter that we saw LeBron yesterday was vintage LeBron. Get the hell out of the way. I'm going to take over. That's LeBron. Mm-hmm. We ain't never going to get that LeBron. Ever again. No. We may not get it the rest of the series. I I don't know how in the world you 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 crush Father Time and get it next year. Yeah. Like we could be potentially looking at the last two games that LeBron James truly matters as a as not an NBA uh uh icon, but as a sports icon. I, I you know how uh so you're a parent, I'm a parent, and you know how sometimes you're too close to something to notice uh changes. And I'm I'm speaking specifically of Sometimes the growth of your kids, like you see them, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're lucky and you're fortunate, you, know, you see them every day and then you see your nieces and nephews maybe a couple times a year, maybe every other year, whatever it is. And you notice their growth because mm-hmm. you see them so infrequently. And I think with LeBron, we're, uh, we're too close to it. We see him every postseason, almost without fail, you know, barring a Lakers aberration here, but you see yep. him every postseason. And so we don't see the regression as he gets older. You know what I mean? It's so insidious. It's so seeping. It's so creeping in. It's the kudzu of NBA, you know, degeneration of skill that if you only were to check in, if you're an NBA casual and the last time you saw him was in the bubble and you're seeing this LeBron, 
you're seeing the guy who budgets his own effort, not just minutes. He budgets what he pours into the minutes that he puts out there. And that, to me, is why I think we see the frustration and hear the frustration from Stephen A. Smith for the supporting cast that is now supposed to carry. Like, Robin, for the Lakers right now, is supposed to carry Batman. That's Anthony Davis's role. He's supposed to shepherd a you know an aging LeBron to playoff relevancy, to a deep run, to an NBA final stage one more time. I got you. So the I got you moment. He's right. not just letting LeBron down; he's letting us down. That's that's what fuels the frustration from Stephen A. And and on the flip side of it, you see Clay doing the same thing as the Robin to Steph Curry's Batman, saying, "I got you." And even Steph understanding. Listen. I'm going to act a little bit more of a facilitator, right? I, you don't need 40. You don't need 50 from me like we saw at, in an all-time Game 7 performance. It was, I'm going to pick and choose my spots. And, and, and I start looking at this and go, the future of the NBA. The future of the NBA, when you look at it, it's not LeBron. Heck, in a weird way, it's not. is it even Steph? I mean, Steph, uh, I mean, now I'm getting old when I, I'm, yeah. I think Steph Curry of, of being old. Uh-huh. But, but now it's, it's, it's the future. It's this breakdown of what we're seeing with the Knicks. It's where Boston is at right now. Like, I, I feel like if there's juice in the future, we're, we're going to lose it in the West and we're gaining it in the East right now. We are. We are, and keeping Giannis in the East is a big part of that. But uh, you know, looking at looking at the at the Batman, as we belabor the analogy, and looking at at the Robins in this series, uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious who you think is the team to beat in the West because it's strange to say that a LeBron James team is not the team to beat in a respective conference. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had it in the Western Conference with Lakers, we had it in the East uh, with the Heat and the Cavs. Like, who's who in your opinion is the is the team to beat in the West? Because I I, I think it's a team that's about to eliminate the Lakers here in about four games. So you go with the Warriors and I still go with the Nuggets, right? Like, like to oh, okay. me, I, I look at the way, um, and part of it is is going to be the Nuggets, not Jokic, but the Nuggets seeing Jokic not win the MVP in which they thought that he probably should win it again, right? Joel getting it a little bit later tonight. But I also think it's the fact that for the last couple of years, the Phoenix Suns have been that team that the Denver Nuggets could not figure out. Right, that there was just like this was the kryptonite for their for their whole Superman act, mm-hmm. and that there they are as a number one seed, and they weren't going to let it go again. and And I think there's going to be so much energy ex- ex- expended from both the Lakers and the Warriors, right? That we think that it's just like Rocky Ivan Drago to where when it comes down to it, and Denver's going to have home court advantage there in the ball center in Denver, you can't tell me that that's not going to be a monster success. Like, if I'm the Nuggets, no one will ever say this, but God, give me the Los Angeles Lakers. If they can somehow go six or seven in this series, and I get them at home rested because I think they'll sweep or at least beat the Suns in five, Yeah, man, the Nuggets are sitting there absolutely prime to bring a title to Denver. If the Prompt. Nuggets if the Nuggets win Game Three in Phoenix, they're going to the NBA Finals, and they're going to have home court advantage, right? I it, mean, they, it, like that's it's shaping up so nicely now that Milwaukee's out. It's shaping up so nicely for them because of the energy spent in this series, this knockdown, dragout, superstar slugfest, you know, between yeah. LeBron and, and and his crew and Steph Curry and company. Uh, but I, I, I still. Man, you made me think about that energy, but I because Steph is doing it too. I'm not. I'm not criticizing LeBron for being an, an older basketball player and being smarter with his effort and smarter with his minutes. There is a wisdom that comes from fighting these playoff battles year in and year out, where you realize that it's kind of like a pitcher, right? Like if you have a hundred pitch pitch count, 
not all those pitches are are create, created equal with regard to how they tax your arm. Like they they track this in baseball, right? A high leverage pitch is seen mm-hmm. as as more detrimental to your pitch count over over the course of a game. If you're cruising through the first six seven innings, those pitches don't count as much as the ones where you're from the stretch and you got two runners in scoring position. So LeBron has learned to limit that for himself, and Steph is doing it as well. But you're right. If they go seven games here, I don't know how you then turn around and get up and, and maintain your energy level for a series with a rested Nuggets team. I don't know. At altitude? I mean, like, again, at you're altitude. playing. it doesn't matter, but you're playing up there, mm-hmm. and you expect at this end of the season and LeBron James' 92nd year that he's played competitive <laughs> basketball, and you add another 20 years about the, how much playoff basketball that he had, it's incredible. And that's why, again, when you watch Lakers and Warriors – while I think the Warriors win, embrace what you're seeing out of LeBron because I don't think we're I don't know if we'll ever see it. I I, I really don't know yeah. because I, I I I'm losing it with Tiger Woods. Hell, you might even say you lost it with Tom Brady. I would say that uh, with a, a whole lot more conviction if I knew that he was going to unretire and go play for the Miami Dolphins at some point. But it's it's even if you don't like it. You embrace it because you know greatness when you when you see it. NBA playoffs over on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight, uh, or tomorrow night, rather, Lakers and Warriors, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. Uh, Do you watch The Office at all? Did you ever watch it? Love The Office. Okay, so Andy, Andy Bernard, the Nard Dog. <laughs> the Nard Dog. The Nard Dog. Uh, I think this was later in the show when he was the regional manager. It might have been right before it. But to your point about appreciating this what we're seeing from LeBron, maybe even Kevin Durant. You know, I mean, these injuries for Durant are coming at a yearly basis now, now a couple times a year, but it's that, and you see it as a meme and a gif with with Andy Bernard. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. And that's where we're at right now with LeBron and some of these aging icons, like you said. 888-SAY-ESPN is that phone number. What I want to hear from y'all, too, as well as if you're sitting there in matchmaker, right? Remember the NFL has a script. You and I both got the script this year sure. about oh, how yeah. the NFL works. Um, if you had the NBA script, what do you want to see happen as far as the finals? That's 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Randy Scott, Peter Burns, this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What are you laughing at, Randy Scott? Same what are you laughing thing. at? So we've been talking about the best and worst TV parents of all time right. throughout this show. And uh, Rachel, talented board op and music aficionado and, you know, bully, um, has been espousing Red and Kitty Foreman as examples of the best TV parents. So she fires up the... Hello, Wisconsin. The, that '70s show uh, soundtrack there. Do they read? Are they redoing that? Or is it like a, there's a the, that '90s show? Aren't they yes. doing like a remix version of it? You're absolutely. Okay. I forgot about that. You're right. That's coming out soon. And yeah. Red and Kitty are still the best part. Is, are they still uh, okay? Is Topher so Topher Gray still in there? What's Eric that? Foreman. No, we don't know. No, no, he he's there for a second. All right, All right. Okay. I listen. I watched Girl Meets World. My kids watch Girl Meets World. I was a big Boy Meets World guy back in the day. Yeah, no excellent deal. sequel. Was, was that Topanga? Was, really good. was Topanga and Boy Meets World? She was in both. She, she was, was in both, both shows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just making sure. I did like a couple days ago. I was uh, flying into one of our events, and I caught the first episode ever of Cheers. Like the literally, first, like pre like the Woody first, Harrelson, like the absolute pilot episode and i'm like i haven't wa- i mean like there's ted danson there there's uh, i mean it was what a uh, diane uh lang there i mean it, it was yeah. Yeah. coach was there coach was there just yeah. brilliant like if you get an opportunity to go watch it you talk about just actual brilliance and writing like you knew what every single one of those characters were going to be from the opening 60 seconds like absolute yeah, yeah. like you talk about role players Right, and we're talking like NBA and who who plays the right role. Like there was no never a better role situation than what happened at Cheers. Like that whole cast was unbelievable. The yeah. writing was awesome. It, it was well. tremendous. It was, and you can see I've been to the bar. I've been to uh, I've been to the the Cheers bar there on uh, guys at Charles Street. No, it's at the mouth of Charles Street in Boston. Like it's still a tiny. It's underground. Like yeah, you could still go. Sam Malone, Tending Bar. ESPN right, Radio right. presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. All right. I asked you all, 888-SAY-ESPN. Legacies are on the line one way or another. I, I think it's safe to say, right, between you know the legacy world that we live in, Steph's already done like it, it's in the books like you're just adding to it same thing with lebron is that is that i, I think you saw you just burrow your like you, you don't seem that you believe that uh, no i don't I, I i believe it i i don't know that we need another title from steph in order to move him up certain rankings i, I feel like his legacy should be should be secure yeah all right so who's changes the most at this point, and it, 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 it either go a player or necessarily a team in their situation yeah. right now. I think it's Chris Paul. I think uh, he is the Charles Barkley of his generation right now. He's a point guard, Charles Barkley, unfortunately, because he has a Hall of Fame resume, but he's going to be mm-hmm. remembered as someone who never won a ring if he doesn't get it. Now, in order for him to get it this season, 
and avoid this, you know, I can sort of like chess move uh, the hot take, you know, atmosphere here. Like if, if, if the Suns come back and beat the Nuggets and win a title and Chris Paul doesn't play because of the groin injury, there's going to be an asterisk on his ring. So in order for this to work out, storybook style, because that's kind of what we're doing, right? Like, who deserves this the most? Yeah. Uh, to me, it's Chris Paul, and he has to come back from this injury. So he borderline has to Willis Reed himself back from a groin injury, contribute, and Phoenix has to pull off a, a, a historic comeback against a one seed in the Nuggets. So that's what I'd love to see, and that's who needs it most for his legacy, whether it's this year or next year. I'm fascinated, too, because tonight we'll see Joel Embiid get his MVP. And I think it there's so much at play here that's bigger than the actual game itself. I, I'm a firm believer the 76ers don't win this game. They don't win the series. Like, this is the must-win game, especially when you're giving that trophy to Embiid. Because this would sit there and go, the process is worth it. You You claim a title. You win it all then you're going to go sit there and look at and say, hey, you know what? This, this made sense. This, this, was, this was the reason why we did this, why we went through the suffering for so long mm-hmm. and we talked about the process that it eventually paid off. And so I look at this and I go, Embiid would be that guy. And how about James Harden? As much as you talk about Chris Paul, Harden is another one of these guys that basically was said, listen, you're, all, you're only in it for yourself. And I think there was a firm, there was a there was a period of time where Harden was that way, and I think it aided him a little bit. Tell me that wouldn't change your mind about James Harden if they were able to find a a, a way to win this thing. It, I, oh man, I don't know that it would change my mind. Like I don't know that if Philly wins, it's going to be because of James Harden. Now they got that win, you know, in Game One. That was all Harden. Harden was tremendous, and he had the presence of mind as a veteran to say, "Hey, man, it's just one game." Uh, but if they're going to win a title, it's going to be because of Joel Embiid. And it doesn't erase a lack of effort that you've seen from James Harden, not just this season and not just in Brooklyn and, you know, forcing his way out of out of Houston. I mean, like one title doesn't take that stink away. So, no, it doesn't change James Harden for me. I think the Sixers deserve it. I think Philly fans deserve it. I think, you know, no one consulted with them for this process. That was mm-hmm. an organizational decision. You just grabbed a fan base by the throat and by the heartstrings and said, you're coming with us, like it or not. They didn't sign up for that. They've just had to adjust to it, and they've bought in. They bought in. They bought in to a franchise in a front office that didn't deserve their implicit trust. So, yeah, no, this, I mean, the, the Sixers deserve it, but it's not going to change how I view James Harden if they get it. The Knicks would be intriguing, right? The Knicks would be intri- Now, do I think that they can go out and win? I don't know. Sorry, Shannon. I see you staring at me. But I, I, I look at this team, and it, with Butler being a little bit banged up, I still think that they're a better squad. But I think that they'll run into a buzzsaw, which is going to be the Boston Celtics. Like It, it all appears to me that it's going to be the Nuggets versus Celtics. If you were a wagering man, would you wager any other conference title, uh, uh, you know, NBA no. finals other than that right now? That's yeah. got to be the, the, the odds-on favorite. Yeah, that's that's the odds-on favorite. I, I think Warriors-Nuggets is uh, is a close second. And But what about if you take it to the next stage? You know, forget about who you want to see win a title. If you had to, if you had to, you know, they say they come to you and they say, "Hey, we're we're working on the script, NFL style for the NBA mm. final." Who does Peter Burns want to see? Whew. These are two different things. I know these are completely two different things because what I would want to see the San Antonio Spurs fan in me, I'm like anybody that not not in the West, right? I damn sure don't want to see the Phoenix Suns about it. I would like to see Denver. Like to me. What I want to have happen goes against everything that happens in sports media right now. Because I think of the team that's the least flashy, top to bottom, 
out of all of these teams, okay. you'd rank Denver as number one, right? As far as the quote-unquote most boring team, like the less, like the least amount of drama in all of them. The Golden State's had drama. Yeah. Los Angeles, Lakers have had mm-hmm. drama. The Knicks just, just everything that's gone with the Knicks over the last twenty some odd years. Yeah. Heat have had a little bit of drama. Oh yeah. Um, and Seventy Sixers have been there. Like to me, that's the story because I don't think we champion that enough of the teams that feel like you kind of did it the right way that have grown up, that didn't go out there and grab the double max star. And yeah. like those are the stories I want to celebrate. So give me the Nuggets winning it all, and then I can feel good about, hey, this was natural. This is how I kind of felt like with the Bucks won it a couple years ago. Now the question is, is that good for the business of the NBA? I don't no, know. No, it's not. No, Denver was probably, you know, regardless of the star power uh, and, you know, the dad bod god, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, like it doesn't resonate the way Los Angeles does market-wise. LeBron wise doesn't resonate the way uh, the Warriors do, you know. Steph Curry, superstar, San Francisco, top five media market. Like, no, it doesn't. It, Den- Denver would be the worst option. Maybe Phoenix. I don't know. To you, is it no? Because Kevin Durant, Denver, Durant, Durant, the worst and, Chris, and even Devin Booker. I yeah. mean, again, B- Booker has been incredibly fun to watch. But when yeah. you go through. And you sit there, and the league Man. office is never going to admit this, but they're getting ready to go through a monster contract negotiation. You know what they need to have? Numbers upon numbers upon numbers. They yep. are begging every single day for this to be a Lakers versus Knicks finals. Can you imagine the numbers? LeBron in one of his final years. The mm-hmm. Knicks that have been the pariah that have not had that success. East Coast, West Coast, Tupac, Biggie, basketball is <laughs> finest. Like... Come on! No, tell me you wouldn't one. be you wouldn't be the casual fan wouldn't tune in for that. Casual fan tunes in. Long dormant Knicks fan tunes in. You know, swore him off and said I'm never coming back. That oh. that fan tunes in as well. But market wise, one and two can't beat that from a league perspective. I just love to see it. Uh, you can hit us up if you got Don't some thoughts on it. I'm telling you right now. Sorry for cutting you off, Peter. Don't let that happen. You let the Knicks win a championship. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I don't know what I'm saying. But words are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> You're already. What do you feel like? I'm, like I'm telling you, right, I don't know. Somehow, some way, that happens. Uh, I'm on a float. But I, don't, I don't have a I'm connect. On a float. He I don't. Said. I don't have. I'm getting on a float. Some way. Somehow. Does this legit feel a like a team Yankee that can hat? win it, Shannon? Getting, it, are the Are the Knicks fraudulent? Is what I'm asking you, the Knicks fan right would, now. Fraudulent would be uh, as a title harsh. contender. Yes. They are. Is, it a, is it a fun story? Can they beat Miami? Yes. Will they? Yes. Get, can, can they get past either Boston or Philly? Doubtful. But this is a stepping stone. You tell me this. This is a. This, this is, is a. Year. This is a building piece to us getting Giannis in the next year or two. It's crazy, and I, I, I and I don't think you're wrong. This is we're going to send somebody in the house to clear it out and to make sure all the bad mojo of bad leadership is out, and even though it's still there. Just so Giannis, Giannis is literally sending the team over there to see, hey, how do we figure? I just want to see Shannon have to to like Shannon would go full Mike Greenberg when when, when Greeny and the uh, Jets landed Aaron Rodgers, and I'm here for it. All right, we put a bow on this, including the play of the night coming up next. Randy Scott, Peter Burns this is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It is time for its play of the day. Randy Scott is still a little bitter about last night in an injury report. Have you gotten <laughs> over it? Are your feelings still in, in a yeah? A, I mean, mush together or what? I, I get gamesmanship. I understand Golden State's not going to share with the world the fact that uh, Kevon Looney is is dealing with an illness and that he's out of the starting lineup. But you know, it would have been nice to know at six forty eight Eastern when we're putting in our plays of the night. Uh, that Looney's, you know, low, in my opinion, rebound prop isn't going to hit. All right. That's all. So, would you want to go nice? first? You get, you yes. got to play. Like, you were studying. You got, like, a number two pencil. There was a TI-82 <laughs> calculator. Like, a, my man yeah, was locked in. I had a T-square. Uh, I had a compass. Yeah, all right. So, I've got a parlay, and you're like, you're going to roll your eyes, and that's fine. Oh, God. But this Here one's going to hit. Okay. So, thank me later. Uh, I'm going to go Contavious Caldwell-Pope to make more than two, th- to make two or more three-pointers. All right, his three-pointers made prop is one and a half. I'm taking the over on that. Taking the over on Devin Booker scoring. I feel like Phoenix uh, gets a little bit of a bump from being at home. I feel like Denver's defensive intent. You're not going to hold the Suns to 87 points again. I think they get to triple digits. I think Devin Booker goes for 31 or more. His individual scoring prop is 30 and a half. I'm taking the over. Give me a double-double from DeAndre Ayton. I mean, that you know, I think he's going to have 10 rebounds. Is he going to get to 10 points? Yes, I, I feel I feel good about that one. And then I think Jokic is more of a facilitator tonight than a primary scorer. Mm. So I'm going to take his over on assists. His assist total is 7.5. I'm going to take the over on that. If all four of those come in, bet 20 to win 210. It's plus 950. If you wanted to get nuts and sprinkle a little bit on a triple-double for Jokic, I could see that as well. Uh, and we how about what kind of money you would have made on Draymond almost getting the triple double last night? Eleven points, yeah. eleven boards, and nine assists. I don't know if we would have saw that stat line going forward. Mm-hmm. Like you went like legit, like you put brought the calculator out. I thought this was a situation where I'd be like, hey. I'm sitting there and going, Joel Embiid, you're going to have all this pressure on you. You're going to go ahead and you win the MVP. Are you going to score above or under 25 points a game? I'm going to go over in a losing cause. So there it is. I Mm -hmm. like the Boston Celtics to win, and you parlay that with under 25 or over 25 points Mm -hmm. for Joel Embiid. I think Joel wants to prove that it's his night. But ultimately, if I'm sitting there and I'm the Celtics, I let Joel have that night. Say, Embiid, go yeah. do what you're going to do, and I'm going to shut down everybody else in this game. And that's and part of that is James Harden. And I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see. I'm not going to touch it, but what's the over and under right now of Harden points tonight? I think it's 21 and a half. Okay. This feels okay. Like I didn't an even look at me. that game. I kept this, it all west. Yeah. This feels like an under to me. Okay. With James Harden, like I, I, I feel like there is this. Hey, I know I need to rise up to that moment, but it's going to be Joel Embiid's thing. Now, I would like to see shot attempts. He might put up seventy of them. I still don't think he hits twenty-one. So I'm taking the under there, the over Joel Embiid. But yet, I'm going to have the Denver Nuggets winning, and I'm also going to have the Boston Celtics winning. That's what I got today. All right. Right. Tune into baseball action tomorrow. Raised hosting the Yankees. Coverage begins 3.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is 3 and Out. Oh, three and out as we got about three minutes left on this show. Um, 
there's something called U.S. Integrity. And what that means, Randy, yeah. is that this is a company that is out behind every single bet looking at what happens. And guess what? It did its job. There was a suspicious bet on an LSU-Alabama game that came in a couple nights ago, by the way, at the Reds' ballpark on Pete Rose Way. That's where the um, oh official offer was gosh. made. All right. Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon linked to someone trying to place a very large wager against his own team, is the reports that came out. Alabama ended up letting him go immediately, but... This is something that may have flown underneath the radar if there wasn't legalized gambling. Now the fact that gambling has come to the forefront and there are like guardrails in place, this is going to prove, hey, you get in trouble, people are watching this type of stuff. It actually worked. It did its job. It's fascinating to me, though, like the level of ineptitude because obviously your head coach there at Alabama, Bohannon, oh. he knows that he shouldn't be making this bet, and yet they had him dead to rights communicating uh, via cell phone. They got him on tape stealing boxes, basically. Yeah, right? You know, I mean, like, yeah. he's it, it, like security footage there shows that he's the one communicating with the person making the bet. Trying to build a clubhouse. Oh, by the way, DeAndre Swift, <laughs> did you hear the story about uh-huh. why he changed to the number zero? It's so good. His it's... answer, that's how many times that the Dallas Cowboys have won the NFC since I've been alive, <laughs> basically. <laughs> He's not wrong. They last went in January '96. DeAndre Swift is 24 years old. <laughs> I think I have a new favorite player. I think it's, it's DeAndre Swift. By the way, yeah. ended up being traded to uh, that Georgia Bulldog squad. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's been fun. He's Randy Scott. I'm Peter Burns. This is Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio.